Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Right at the Heart. I'm your host, Kara Knight. We are certainly living in unprecedented times. The COVID-19 outbreak was declared a public health emergency of international concern. But the economic impact of the coronavirus is a rising strain across the world. So what could this mean for our wallets? Dr. Jenny Logan, professor of economics at Southern Arkansas University, joins us next. You're listening to Right at the Heart, a podcast focused on sharing inspirational stories from our communities presented by Farmers Bank and Trust. Along the way, you'll learn about managing your finances, news about community events, interviews with local leaders, and more. So get ready to be inspired as we get right at the heart with Farmers Bank and Trust. Dr. Logan, thank you so much for joining me. I know you've been really busy at the university with meetings and just trying to figure out how to handle this the best way, I'm sure. Yes, definitely busy, but happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Kara. So first off, other than people stockpiling toilet paper, what kind of impact have you seen down here in southern Arkansas? Well, we've seen everything from retailers and service providers. Uh, We're seeing doors close. We're seeing hours being limited. Uh, Along with that, many restaurants have moved to drive-through only, pickup only. Um, Other service providers are moving in that direction. So I think it's it's definitely some some odd times, but I do think they they will hopefully be short lived. For sure, we hope so, especially for those small businesses, like you mentioned. I know so many people. They were trying to decide earlier if they were going to go to lunch, and they're like, "Oh well, I guess they have curbside because now you don't you know you don't really want to go out into the restaurants right now, especially." Right. So you're kind of caught with, you want to protect yourself, but in a place like Magnolia, we also want to make sure we have restaurants to go to. And so uh, using pickup, using those drive-throughs when you can certainly does help our local businesses through this tough time. Right. So are students heading home? How has this affected the school? Or is that something you can even say yet? (laughs) Y'all may have not decided. (laughs) Well, um, we have canceled classes through March 30th. So through spring break, we've had most of our students leave campus by now, but we do have some students that have stayed. Uh, We have some international students that either chose to stay here voluntarily or due to some of the travel bans that have happened may not be able to get home now. So they're here. Uh, We also have some students that perhaps their families live in what's called a hot spot right now. So they're hesitant to go home, uh, or they have to drive through some some more hot spots to get there, so they feel safer staying on campus. Sure. So it's it's a mixed group, um, but to make sure we can facilitate that, we have some limited dining options available for them. The health services are still open on campus with limited hours. Uh, so there's food. There's some computer labs available, so they can surf the internet, maybe do some homework, you know, uh, other things if they don't, if they don't have that computer equipment themselves. So we've left some labs open, uh, very limited uh, times for the library, but trying to see what services we can keep open for them. Right. And I feel like at this point, you know, it's only mid-March, today is March 19th. For those of you listening, I know this will air few days later, but things are changing pretty rapidly. And the scary thing is the unknown. 
Yes. We don't know how it's going to play out. We can only kind of guess. Yes. Yes. The, the situation has been described as fluid, and I think that's a good way yeah. uh, uh, to, to describe it. You know, just even last week, <clears throat> within a series of a few hours, uh, the situation changed from we thought we were going to be able to make it to spring break without having to go online, and then within just a few hours, that situation changed enough to persuade some of the administrators to uh, approach it from a different direction. Wow. Well, we've seen school closures, like you mentioned, large gatherings being canceled, grocery stores running out of items, people working from home when possible, and travel restrictions. Mm -hmm. How do all of these things collectively impact the economy? Uh, Well, unfortunately, the answer is it's bad. (laughs) The short answer. Um, Longer answer would say we've had a reduction in demand for a lot of goods and services uh, as people are staying home and not going out. Um, so that's definitely a hardship for sellers and local businesses. So providing some business when you can certainly helps them now, but they're, they're certainly struggling. Uh, we, we're also dealing with a hardship for workers. You know, workers are dealing with uh, some may not have paid leave. Uh, Sim may be dealing with uh, fewer hours to work now, so lower paychecks. They're also dealing with childcare issues now that many of the schools have closed their doors and moved to online instruction. So that does put more of a burden on the workers as well. Absolutely, for sure. It's 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 so sad. I know. I actually saw a Facebook post last night of a woman who was uh, interviewing some people about a mall closure, and she said hey, um, you know, what are your thoughts about the mall closing? And he said, I was just laid off. There's so many more things that are more important right now. And it's like, whoa, reality check. You know, this is, wow, it really is a tough time for a lot of people. Yes, and that, that helps us put things in perspective. For sure. Some people might be upset because their spring break plans got canceled or because they're dealing with some inconvenience of working from home, but but other families are dealing with you know, much more realistic and costly sacrifices, so it does help us keep things in perspective right now. Sure. Um, does the timing of implementation on you know, cancellations and closures have to be considered um, when we're talking about the economy? Yeah, that, that's an excellent question. Um, of course, a slow phase-in would be ideal if that was possible. Uh, more notice that, that firms have, that individuals have, sure. and the more preparations they can make. Uh, but at the same time, uh, public health and safety officials are, are getting new information all the time, and so that might be uh, rushing or certainly speeding up. Uh, some of the changes that we're seeing implemented. Yeah, and, and that's like unfortunate. It, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's happened really quickly. I mean, it felt like, you know, my husband's a baseball coach. You know, one day they're playing a game, and then the next week, you know, their season's canceled. It's like, right. whoa. <laughs> Have you ever studied a time in your lifetime or even in history that's similar to this or something like this that has happened? Well, that's a great question. When I saw it, I looked it up just to have something to say there. I couldn't think of anything offhand of this magnitude uh, that I had dealt with. But just historically, a few examples here. We had the Spanish flu in 1918. Uh, that was followed by a recession between 1918 to 1919 and then 1920 to 21. So that certainly had some damaging economic effects, not just in the U.S., but globally. Um, in 2003, we had the SARS outbreak. 
Uh, so the overall infection rate was not as high in the U.S., from my understanding, but uh, just looking at some economic effects, the North American Airlines lost over a billion dollars in revenue wow. just due to the 2003 SARS outbreak. So that had some certain economic implications. And then last, we had the swine flu in 2009. Uh, now, the swine flu popped up after the recovery had started following the Great Recession. Right? It started in 2007, 2008. So... You know, happening right after uh, the recovery started versus right after a recession started could certainly give us some different uh, observations. Right. It's it's interesting to look back at, at these situations and see, well, how did it play out then? Just right. to try to give us an idea of what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. And to hopefully learn. Right. Sure. Yeah. What was done in the past to try to make good decisions as we go forward. Yes, for sure. Well, if you spend any amount of time online or watching TV, we've gotten the message that the stock market is crashing. How does this affect the average American? Well, overall, we tend to equate the stock market with the economy, and that's not necessarily the case. So even though we're seeing some major declines in the stock market right now, the long-run fundamentals of the U.S. economy are still very strong. And that's a positive thing. And so there are going to be some short-run contractions to this. I think for the most part, the average person is probably involved in the stock market through their retirement plans and other types of savings. And so for most of us, the stock market goes up and it goes down. And so we can we can ride out these these bumps and we have, you know, a a positive long run view of what's going to happen. So, you know, most people, I think, are still going to be in pretty good shape. They're going to have some bumps. But again, I think we'll we'll come out of this just fine. But the people looking at retiring in the next year or two, those are the people that probably are going to be hit the hardest, seeing some bigger drops in their retirement yeah. uh, could force them to make some hard decisions, maybe have to work a few more years to make make some of those gains back. So I think that is the, the group that's going to be hit the hardest. But I think the others, we should have plenty of time for market corrections and improvements to uh, put us on a more positive page right. when looking at our retirement portfolios. Yes, yeah. for sure. I have lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, on March 3rd, the Fed announced an emergency rate cut. And then again on March 15th. What does this mean for the economy? Uh, Well, rate cuts are certainly a a great tool that the Federal Reserve has in terms of of increasing the flow of cash and keeping capital markets open for borrowers. So overall, that's a good thing. I think the fear of many economists right now is that uh, rate cuts were put into place when the economy was doing really well. When, when growth was occurring. And so, you know, that extra stimulus really didn't do much at the time. Uh, and now we don't have that same ammunition, or I should say the Federal Reserve doesn't have that same ammunition in their toolbox to address an upcoming recession. And so they've made a rate cut, but right now with rates right around zero, they, they don't have much wiggle room to go. And so that's a concern that that, that monetary policy step was probably a good step we're just worried what happens if the recession uh, continues to worsen. What other steps does the Federal Reserve have to try to improve the situation? I mean, should people be prepared for a financial crisis if the virus does continue to spread? I mean, is it possible that, you know, it could get a lot worse before it gets better? <laughs> uh, well, it, it is possible. So I would say, um, 
unnecessary spending, you know, maybe not the time to buy a giant purple statue for your backyard, <laughs> but, uh, you know, try to try to be smart, keep paying your bills, that sort of thing, but maybe putting a little bit back, you know, going back to trying to save a little bit, put yeah. a little bit back for a rainy day may not be the worst idea. Hopefully many households already have an emergency fund started, but maybe adding a little bit to that with some extra money that, that you find uh, right now might certainly be a, a good strategy. Which these might give us all a lesson, really. This is what we should be doing all the time, not during just an emergency. I know that I could do a better job about saving and, you know, not buying all the cute shoes all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's an excellent point. You know, the savings rate, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the savings rate had really uh, gone down for the average household before the Great Recession. And then as a response to that, between 2008, 2010, 2011, we saw savings rates starting to improve at least for the average household. People seemed to learn from the Great Recession. They knew they didn't have much of an emergency fund, so those that could had started to put a little back, and we saw savings rates starting to increase. Uh, We've seen that dwindling in the past. Some of that could be very low interest rates. There's not very many rewards going back to savers, but maybe starting to look at the importance of saving again will be good for all of us. Yeah, and my ne- that was my next question is how can you prepare for something like this? And I think you just answered it right there. Save when you can and where you can. Yeah, when you can. But we know several people, you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, savings is a, a nice thought that you can't necessarily do right now. So so we know that's not an option for everyone. Right. But if you can, it's probably a good idea to, to, to get started making some good habits. Yes, for sure. Well, on the 17th, just a few days ago, news broke that the Americans could be getting some money in the mail so we don't go bankrupt. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Well, overall, I think that that certainly has some merit. Um, Again, back to uh, policy needed to address recession, uh, recessions that we see in the economy. You know, we had a tax cut recently when the economy was doing really well. So with deficits the way they are, it's concerning right now about additional stimulus, additional spending or additional tax cuts. Uh, But you know, we always face trade-offs. We can't necessarily see the future. So trying to help people through this tough time, a little bit of extra uh, money in everybody's hands. You know, if they go out, if it helps them pay a few bills, maybe shop a little bit, go out to eat, uh, that, that just helps our local community as well. So I, I see that overall as, as a good, good idea. I think we need to be careful with it and keep deficits in mind, but, but I think this is a, a unique situation, so, so uh, increased government spending for something like that would probably be a good idea. Um, again, I think, I think in the, the long run, things are going to be fine. Again, things go up and they go down, so we need to remember that. This too shall pass, yes. right, as I've heard many times, and I, I hope uh, some people find that a bit calming. Uh, you know, this is certainly a, a blip in the the overall timeline of the of the country and of the world so Absolutely. i think if we all just work together to try to try to follow the instructions that were given from the medical professionals and just remember to work together and keep facts uh, over fear in our mind that i think will will all turn out okay well we appreciate you for sharing dr logan i know it was a bit to get us together here but um and hopefully you'll have a little bit of a reprieve. You'll get to kind of relax a little bit. I know it's kind of a crazy time, but hopefully people are taking advantage of, 
you know, being quarantined or stuck inside their homes. <laughs> That's right. We've got a staycation for spring break next week, right? Many of us yes. can enjoy, watch some TV, play some board games, do some puzzles, read a book, take a nap. Yes. So look, looking forward to a few days of that myself. Oh, good. Well, thank you for listening to Right at the Heart. Check out our blog, rightatthehart.com for more. I'll add links to helpful resources as this COVID-19 evolves. We've modified our hours and services at all of our locations to ensure the health and safety of our employees and customers. Please visit myfarmers.bank slash COVID-19 for continual updates. And remember, we're all in this together. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 